0: Hello and welcome back to Pokemon Radio. We are your hosts Derek and Sassy, and thank you for joining us for Professor Oak's Nuzlocke talk. Now, unfortunately, this is shocking, but Professor Oak's actually unable to join us this week because he forgot to disembark from the SSN after the concert. He's currently lost in the middle of the gyarados ocean um, we don't know where he is the boat is missing but he's got a bunch of water pokemon so like worst case he can swim back not worried about it he'll be here next week guaranteed now we have so many exciting things to get into we're going to continue with vermilion city ceci what are you most excited about
1: um, honestly, the SSN, that concert was fire. I don't blame Professor Oak for staying afterwards and like maybe trying to get a backstage access pass.
0: Breaking news the Joe Bros have changed their band name to Jigglypuff and the Joe Bros. It's now like a, a group effort. It is wonderful. I can't get any of their songs out of my head. It is top notch.
1: Like, Nick Jonas who? Jigglypuff, now the new front man. Or woman. Or puff. Front puff.
0: Front puff. It is literally front puff. Derpy Kev stepping it up. He's going to be kind of more featured. It's going to be... I love Kevin. It's be,
1: Stop with the Kevin hate. Oh,
0: it is not hate. Derpy Kev is my favorite Jonas brother by a wide margin. But he's also kind of derpy in a loving way. I love him a lot. Don't hate me, Kevin. Um, either way, if I break into song mid-episode and start singing Joe Bros it's it's okay all right so let's jump in to vermilion city and kind of just get into finishing up because we got there last time you know Bujas and dino were so excited to see everything and we did kind of didn't get to explore everything before they hopped on the ssn um and one of the cool things is they finally got access to a fishing rod which i figured in the world of pokemon these kids would be better fishermen at this point yeah
1: i mean i guess like maybe dino has a head start because he has his luna war turtle so he's like already got a water type pokemon but yeah this felt like surprisingly late to start getting access to water types
0: it was strange what's also like in pallet town what else is there to do it's
1: right like you're literally a beachside town with
0: nothing else there they don't have like a movie theater or a club or i don't know what kids do a mall they got nothing there's literally it is
1: 1996 so they might be at the mall
0: let's go to the mall
1: today today today
0: (laughs) beautiful so that literally there's nothing to do i don't know what else those kids do so i was kind of shocked by that either way they got an old rod you can't be unappreciative of getting the old rod but it looked kind of rough i'm not gonna lie
1: yeah this guy was just like whatever i don't need this broken fishing rod anymore here you can have it did not think it was pertinent to mention that it literally can only catch magikarp but you know if it were me i would have mentioned that but it's
0: it's rusted as shit there's sharp points like sticking out of it i was genuinely worried a
1: real for... tetanus concern
0: a thousand percent i hope these little kids got their tetanus va- shots got their vaccines done and everything because like
1: i'm sure they did because we're pro here
0: Oh, the Pokemon universe, you got to be smart to survive in the Pokemon universe. We don't take none of that anti-vax bullshit around here. That's one of the coolest things about the Poke universe is they did implement that law that parents that are anti-vaxxers get burnt by Charmander, which is kind of brutal, but it was necessary. They had to do it. They wanted to keep the population safe. My boy Charmander made sure that's true. They actually, you know how... They started training dogs to sniff for vaccines. They did the same thing with Charmander. It's a crazy thing. And yeah, if they sniff you, you're not vaccinated, you're over a certain age. Bam, burnt to a crisp. A quick break and we'll be right back with the show.
1: For one night only, Jigglypuff and the Jonas Brothers live in concert. Don't miss this opportunity to catch the Performance of a Lifetime aboard the S.S. Anne, where they'll be playing some of their throwback favorites like Love Puff, When Jiggly Looks Me in the Eyes, and Year Puff Thousand, along with hits from their newest album including Only Puff, Jiggly When I'm Puff, and, for the first time live, Jiggly Before You Puff Me. Tickets include a charity dinner and silent auction in support of the Pokemon fan club, Visit the Vermilion City Tourism Office to get your tickets today. Now back to our show.
0: Let's get into the main attraction now, which the SSN. Can you believe we got to go on the SSN?
1: Oh my gosh, before we even got on the SSN, let me tell you, Dino was so excited about having gotten this old rod old tetanus rod we like get in the little dock you know you're like walking down there's like the little ticket master and you like flash your ticket at them and you know get to go in the little the boathouse before you actually get on the SSN. dino was like oh man there's water in this boathouse i'm gonna catch like a rich bougie magikarp and he actually caught a level five magikarp outside of this boat named coelacanth
0: I don't know why. Uh, Bujus just didn't take advantage of the old rod. He's like kind of like looked at it like, oh, thanks, and just put it in his bag. Hasn't gone fishing yet. I don't mean, think he knows how to fish.
1: Do you think he's still scarred from that Magikarp cellar encounter at Mount Moon?
0: Maybe. Maybe it is something where he still feels a, a weird way about Magikarp. Mm-hmm. I think he was just so excited. He didn't really look both ways. He, he just sprinted onto that ship um he didn't stop to talk to anybody the dude that was there to check his ticket kind of sprinted past him <laughs> um he was ready ready to go on the cruise
1: i love that i mean i was like luxury yes give me this comped champagne yes like i honestly eh, honestly maybe i lost track of Dito at a couple of points but i always found him
0: you're better than i am i lost <laughs> complete track basically we got on that ship Boo just was sprinting around. I hear screaming and crying oh, yeah. from all these rooms. He was beating the shit out of people with his Pokemon. I had a few too many drinks. Um, like you said, it was uh I got the drink package, and I was a little tipsy. I was stumbling around and I would randomly see him running out of strangers' rooms, be like, Yeah, suck it. I killed your Pokemon. What? Take that. Uh and we just he was stealing stuff out of people's rooms. There were items in people's rooms he was taking. I let him have his fun, and I was just having a good night myself
1: oh yeah i mean dino was doing the same thing running in and out of rooms like i definitely thought we had this conversation with them about going into random people's places of dwelling whether that be houses or rooms on a cruise ship the message did not seem to sink in because dino also zipped around did the same thing luckily for me instead of like trying to actually follow him, I just, like, kind of wandered down the hallway until he eventually ran out. And there was always, like, mysteriously a waiter there. And I was like, yes, I will have another glass of champagne. Thank you.
0: They were really good about that. They were just following everywhere. If you didn't have a drink in your hand, they made sure you did. And I appreciate that.
1: Man, finding out what it's like to be rich.
0: Wonderful. Speaking of that, I don't know if they were robbing people or these Pokemon trainers are generous. just was making bank.
1: Dino too. I feel like there was a lot of like gentlemen and like ladies on board that were just like, oh, silly child. Like, oh, you beat me in a Pokemon battle? What? That's 2,000 dollars? Oh, well.
0: Sure. It's like when they ask the Pokemon politicians and stuff like, oh, how much is like a loaf of bread? And they're like, oh, 12 cents. Ha ha ha. Because they've never bought anything in the last like 50 years. That's how all these people were there where they have no grasp. They're like, oh, you need... A soda? That has to be $4,000. Let me just throw you some money.
1: It sounds like Bujus was maybe a little bit of a menace. Dino was not, because he was like, oh, I know if I can get in these people's pockets if I'm just, like, the sweet little kid that they're like, oh, here, have some lunch money. But, like, actually it's $2,000 or (laughs) $4,000. Like, that was Dino's approach to the whole thing, which definitely made it easier for me just kind of, like, meandering around and following him.
0: Yeah, it was it was a fun time. Yeah, Bougie's was having a great time. I didn't have to... The nice thing was, because it's a ship, I didn't have to worry about like losing him so much. So it wasn't Trail. as stressful as, like, I don't know what town he's going to. I don't want to be all up in his face. I always got to make sure I'm... This was great. I could just have my drinks... And it was a small – it's a big ship, but it's small enough to where if I just wander around, I'm going to see – there's not so many kids on board. I'm going to see his little ass running around very soon, making all the noise. So it was wonderful. But we actually got to meet some interesting people ourselves, too. I don't know about you, but I was trying to chat up some of the the people on board.
1: Oh, yeah. There was one guy. I went into the room after Dino left, um, and he's like – shh you know like don't give away my disguise i'm a global agent on the tail of team rocket and i'm like oh dog i hope you're getting off at this poor because like i can point you to some direction he was like no no it's classified and i was like all right man guess i'll get another glass of champagne
0: (laughs) (laughs) why is it it seems like all secret agents need to tell people that they're secret agents it feels like it's like a genuine like character flaw in most
1: and it Defeats the purpose. Like it's right there in the name, secret. Like not anymore.
0: I yeah, I don't get it. Maybe I think I think uh, James Bond might have ruined it for everyone. Because Loki, I'm gonna make a quick rant. James Bond, worst secret agent ever. He told everybody. (laughs) Everybody knew he was a secret agent. He dressed as obvious as possible. Oh, always in the fanciest suit thing. Always sticking out in a crowd. Like literally the worst secret agent I think ever. It doesn't make sense, and I, this th- this person sounds like they're kind of of the same realm where, like, I want people to know I'm a secret agent. I need people to appreciate what I do by completely outing my cover.
1: You know who's the best secret agent? That guy from Burn Notice whose character name I can't remember and therefore makes him the best. Like a-
0: <laughs> I was going to say Ditto, but that also <laughs> that also works.
1: Ditto is good. Ditto is good.
0: All right, so then we have oh, – there's so many things that happen I was also talking to people. I actually started hearing about some stuff we're going to see in the future. Somebody kept talking to me about a Snorlax, which I thought was really cool. Um, I don't think Bujus was listening. I don't think he got much of it. But I got to hear a bunch of stories. And a, there's this like mythical Snorlax that's blocking the path. I've been a big Snorlax fan really since I was a kid because I could always relate to something that just wants to eat and sleep all the time and just take <laughs> up space. And it is really exciting. I'm actually really excited to see Bujist find the Snorlax because he's so kind of ignorant of the Pokemon world, which is shocking for a Pokemon trainer. His little mind's going to be blown when he sees this big round mound of Snorlax taking up space and blocking the path coming up soon.
1: Oh, yeah. And it's going to be like eight times his size, right? So real sense of scale there that Bujist is about to learn
0: there's yeah i think the thing i'm most and it's cool we actually got a lot of looks ahead and again i was very drunk so i was talking to way too many people and i was way too friendly (laughs) um and i started gushing about my love of the safari zone and i had this really cool conversation with somebody that's the thing i think i'm most excited to see buji's experience coming up is the safari zone i think his little brain's going to be very overwhelmed with just so many cool unique pokemon coming up and it was cool i learned some crazy things that basically with the safari zone It kind of puts into perspective so the person i was talking to was like a pokemon rights advocate and it kind of shows how like fucked up the rest of the pokemon world is that like oh safari zone you throw lettuce (laughs) ha ha you throw a little soft rock like little rock at the pokemon (laughs) ha ha everywhere else attack and try to murder these pokemon to catch them so it's like i think we need to look at the way we're handling this whole catching pokemon deal
1: Wow, that is way deeper than I thought you were about to go. Because I was just going to say, like, yeah, Safari Zone, also very excited. Like, we've kind of run out of interesting <laughs> Pokemon to encounter in the wild. So, like, this should be cool. But, like, you just, like, took it away. And I'm not mad about it. Like, yeah, I think you're right.
0: I get real philosophical when I get drunk. So, we were having a very deep conversation. I don't remember if the other person was interested. For all I remember, I could have been talking to a wall. But it was a very interesting conversation that I thought was needed to be had it, it was an important conversation and i was glad we were having it so next we're going to get into kind of the next big thing I, like we said we're kind of irresponsible had a lot of drinks talked to a bunch of rich people but there were events that happened for bujas and dino that we did not miss we could not miss and i think the first big one for them aside from robbing these rich people was <laughs> they got to meet their rivals bujas got to battle Assface, face and you got to battle asteroid yes the kgb asteroid
1: yes <laughs> Oh my gosh, yes. Which, like, Asteroid just, like, came out of nowhere, like, from around a corner and was, like, talking a big game, and he was like, oh yeah, this captain's seasick, but, like, whatever, he sucks, like, I just took his HM and ran, and Dino was like, okay, but, like, is he okay? He has to, like, drive this boat away, <laughs> like, you're not gonna, like, try and get help for him? And he was all like, smell you later, so um yeah this battle was not super eventful for dino i think he was mostly just confused at this point um from my perspective what i think was of note is that if we recall from our last episode dino's raptor is now a sand slash and oh my god is that thing a fucking boss like (laughs) it has crazy high attack crazy high defense it knows slash already which has like this insane critical hit ratio and dig is a you know ground type move on a ground type pokemon and just like you know you can miss attacks as they're coming to you and it's just like i was in shock and awe like i said before i've never personally used a slash before and that's why i'm so happy to be on this journey because like i would have never known that this pokemon kicks ass
0: yeah i've been shocked i guess it sounds like it's the same for dino Bugis hasn't had a similar experience where his team has been clicking like yeah ass face has not put up a fight in a while and it, i also find it very ironic that ass face always says smell you later it's not really <laughs> self-aware there but his team has been clicking kind of like spoiler alert ahead there really hasn't been many changes to his team because his squad gets along so well they're all best friends and they're just kicking ass it literally is at the point where it almost doesn't matter what Pokemon he like plays first sometimes it's just close his eyes grab a Pokeball throw that shit and whoever's coming out is about to do work and it has been awesome it has been awesome to see especially obviously Rattata King's just wrecking shit He is probably like the the bouncer of the team but you even got Kadabra in there doing work now Uh, The manky that he got learned Thunderbolt, which, that's a whole other story. Just that, nobody sees that coming. This little monkey's running around, then bam, electrocute your ass. It's crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, it was a much easier battle than I think I had anticipated. And you're right, Assface was being an asshole about it, too, where he's like, yeah, I'm going to rob this sick captain that's supposed to get us back safely. Ha, ha, ha. Like, no, Thunderbolt your ass.
1: (laughs) Well, after that, we did find the captain. He was just around the corner where asteroid and ass face came running from so yeah weird like massage maybe i don't know if that's the word i want to use but like <laughs> what happened in that room
0: basically what happened is boo just walked up and, and the captain's like like you know just just throwing everything up and then he turns to boo just and he's like yeah i don't feel good i'm sick Give me a massage. But then immediately when he felt better, he wasn't creepy anymore. It was the weirdest thing I've ever experienced. I was like two seconds away from fighting his ass. And then all of a sudden, he's like, oh, I feel better. Thanks. Shook the little kid's hand, gave him an HM, and it was over. A weird experience.
1: Yeah, I did not have that experience. (laughs) Um, Dino's not a big fan of physical touch. So he just did some, (laughs) like, gentle pats on the back of this man's back. And he was like, all right, I know what you're here for. And just, like, tossed it to him. And... I mean, Dino was more interested in lecturing him because he was like, dog, if you get seasick at port, why are you in charge of a boat? Like, you need to reconsider your life choices.
0: That is a very good question because it's hard to get seasick just not parked, docked. Yeah. Parked.
1: (laughs) It is docked.
0: (laughs) I clearly haven't spent enough time on boats. Uh, As I say, I'm actually... Despite how much we drank, I don't think either of us got seasick. So no. high five, sassy! Look at us.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have uh, more experience on boats, but...
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? That, that, is, that is very true. I guess I was surprised for myself. So we already talked about the concert. That really was the 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 celebration of that whole cruise. The, the Puff and the Joe Bros, Jigglypuff and the Joe Bros concert. Uh, if you haven't seen them live, go do it. It was wonderful. I think my personal favorite was when Nick Jonas performed Bacon, and there was an army of Jigglypuff frying bacon in the front, and the Jigglypuff were just like, bacon, bacon, jiggly, jiggly, bacon. And it was like, they had that going on the whole time. It was so damn good. Oh, uh, I can't wait to go back. Yeah, yeah, go watch their concert. But we need to move on, because I can't just talk about Jiggly and the Joe Bros all day as much as I would like to, because we did go back to Vermilion City after the cruise and got back to business. Playtime was over, and we actually went ahead and moved to Vermillion City Gym. Now, at this point... I know Bougis' team is kind of set pending any tragedies, basically. He's really liking his squad. What's Dino's team looking like going into Vermilion Gym?
1: I think at this point, Dino is sort of reaching the end of the shelf life for a couple of his Pokemon. So there might be a few Sayonara's after this Gym battle. But I'll hit you with uh, what we've got. It shouldn't sound too strange. We've got Neo, the Radicate, level 22, Amphora, the Weepin' Bell, level 23. Lacewing, the Butterfree, level 21. Raptor, now a Sand Slash, level 23. Luna, War Turtle, level 20. Actually, the lowest one on the team. Kind of surprising. Um, and then Tarot 2, our beloved Pidgeotto, level 21.
0: Hey, okay, so that's very similar. I, I believe Boojis is a little OCD and really likes to level his squad out. So I believe they were all level 22 at the time of the battle. And it's the same squad he has going now. We got Barkevius, the Charmeleon, which he was at the time. We got Blueberry Yum Yum, which is the Gloom now because Oddish did evolve by the time we got to Lieutenant Surge. We got Punky, the Mankey, who is the electrocuting monkey. We got Magic Mike or Kadabra again at this time who has been doing work. Very, it seems like Psychic's a little overpowered in this region of the world. I'm not quite sure why. And then we got Ratata. Our Nido King, our Bouncer, our Intimidator, the Udonis Haslam of our Pokemon squad. And then last, we got Nugget, Chicken Nugget, the Pidgeotto, who's kind of rounding out the team. Still doesn't know any flying moves. I'm very confused by that. We can get into that later. Obviously, yeah. it's not really important to the electric battle. But yeah. Either way, before we get to the gym battle, fuck that puzzle. It's because not
1: even a puzzle! It
0: is random bullshit. Look. I don't like being in that gym. Lieutenant Surge weirds me out. He's way too, like, broy for me. It's kind of uncomfortable in there. There's things electrocuting. And I had to sit in there for two damn hours while Boo just ran from garbage can to garbage can, confused as shit. He had his whole Pokemon team looking in garbage cans. Switches were disappearing. They were reappearing. We didn't know what to do. It was a mess.
1: Derek, I left. This is just the theme <laughs> of this episode, I guess, is me not watching my assigned trainer. Like, I went back to the hotel, I watched, like, 45 minutes of Back to the Future, like... Hey. And when I went back, he still wasn't done! It was like, oh it, my god! And of course, miserable. like, with Sand Slash, and I'm sure this was also the case with Rattata, like, both being ground types, both having dig, like, made quick work of all the trainers in there, but this goddamn puzzle!
0: Awful. Like, just completely awful. Like, it, it doesn't test anything other than how many times you can smash your head against a wall and not quit, which I guess is technically some form of testing you to make sure you're dedicated enough i don't know it was a mess not a fan of it uh, thankfully eventually uh, boo just eventually got it and we finally got into fight lieutenant surge and i think the anger built up from having to do that stupid ass puzzle showed in the gym battle um oh yeah who just personally didn't work uh, so lieutenant surge won he makes me very uncomfortable when he speaks and we're gonna get a little hint to this in a little bit but he's just a weird guy like i'm not usually one to judge but holy crap is he weird so he has level 21 voltorb he has a pikachu that's level 18 a raichu level 24 um and yeah they didn't last long we had you know neato king rattata doing work on them charmeleon knows dig and that oh. was basically enough to just end that team real fast.
1: Oh, I would have assumed you put that with uh, Rattata.
0: No, yeah, I thought Bujus would do the same. The thing was, I think, like, so he got the TM, he saw that it was Dig, and he was like, ooh, like, who am I going to teach this to? I, I don't know why he chose Charmeleon. He told me that Charmeleon reminded him of a whack-a-mole game he had as a little kid. Apparently he <laughs> had, like, this like little lizard whack-a-mole. And he's like, oh, whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole. And then gave it to him because when he pops out of the ground, he thought it was funny. Um, that
1: is kind of funny. <laughs> it's going to
0: turn from funny to freaking terrifying when it's a Charizard, though. Because, yeah, yes. Trumbulant's kind of adorable. looks like a little lizard. Imagine a big-ass Charizard popping out the ground attacking things. You might give himself nightmares. But either way, yeah, Dig was super effective. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> no pun intended there. <laughs> and, and did work on the team. The
1: uh, exact note I have here on my reporter's steno is sand slash annihilated everyone, so <laughs> I think it was a little bit of pent-up, probably a lot of bit of pent-up rage from that dang puzzle, and also just, like, being a fucking boss. Did not mi- last any amount of time
0: no it was it was a blur like i it was just things popping out of the ground electric pokemon dying it didn't last long but we actually have exclusive exclusive interview footage with field correspondent gabby of lieutenant surge immediately after losing the gym battle so some real cool shit we're gonna get some really good information out of him raw real information that that real that real shit we're gonna go ahead and take a break for that real quick and then be right back a quick break and we'll be right back with the show.
1: Hi folks, field correspondent Gabby here with the leader of the Vermilion City Gym, Lieutenant Surge.
0: Hello, it's uh, Lieutenant Surge here.
1: Great to have you with us. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us about your most recent gym battles. Can you tell us what happened out there today?
0: Well, we, uh, we, uh, we got to get back to work, put our nose to the grindstone... Uh, keep chopping away. It's like it's like a tree. Just keep chopping away. Keep chopping nose to the grindstone. Just don't. Just keep your head down. Keep your head down. Nose to the. You got to. You got to make it out alive. We didn't today. You got to just keep chopping away.
1: Lots of metaphors there. Why do you think you weren't able to pull out the win?
0: We didn't keep chopping away. We didn't. We didn't work hard enough. We got to. We got to get back in. Got to get back in the lab. Just it's one at one at a time. Look forward to the next one. One match at a time. Just chop away. Chop away. Our nose was not on the grindstone you see my face I still have a nose right now we didn't do it good enough got to get back in next time
1: I feel like I know where this is gonna go but I'm gonna ask the question anyway what improvements does your team need to make going forward
0: I got to get my nose closer to that grindstone I got to get right up in there just all the up in there with the grindstone I got maybe chop harder I chopped away chopped so much but that tree still standing that tree is still standing but we're not standing we got to work harder we got to just keep working, keep working, keep putting in the work, believe in ourselves, believe in our team, and that, that'll that'll get us to victory.
1: All right. Well, it's time for that final question, the patented, hard-hitting question for the folks at home. What do you say to the allegations that your gym puzzle is based on randomness rather than logic because you don't believe your team is capable of defeating challengers?
0: I'll say my team has to get back to the grindstone, nose of the grindstone, chopping that tree, chop, 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 and uh, we'll, we'll we'll do better next time. Hard work, hard work.
1: Now back to our show.
0: All right, so then Lieutenant Surge is done. His weird ass is in the past, and we're about to get kind of moving forward. Now, Route 11 is interesting. So, Boo just actually explored Route 11 before even going on the SSN, but we kind of save this for now because Dino did wait until after the gym battle to do it.
1: One track mind.
0: Yeah, it was basically, he was ready to go. He wanted to get on the SSN. So, we, we had opportunities to see them catch Pokemon here. There were some cool trainer battles. A bunch of different things that we got to experience here. So, were there any cool Pokemon that Dino got to catch on this route?
1: Yes. I'm very excited about this one because it's in the same category of Sandslash of a Pokemon that I personally have never used. And that is uh, Drowsy. Level 9 Drowsy.
0: Ooh. Uh, that is cool. Named
1: Pachycephalosaurus. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, I think uh, For sure. something to do with elephants and heads. I guess Dressie's got that big nose, but it was a pain to catch that level 9 Pokemon too because all of Dino's Pokemon were level 20 and above. And so what he ended up doing was putting out his Lacewing, his Butterfree, and used uh, Poison and Supersonic to get its health down because he knew he couldn't use any like actual attack moves or he'd one-hit KO this super low-level Pokemon. So like was a kind of risky maneuver, but uh used his one great ball that he has to catch it. So he tried to be as safe as he could in a risky approach.
0: That is super interesting. I actually think that Boo just kind of just skipped catching anything there. Um he was oh, very interesting. He was ready, so he really wanted to train, and I'm pretty sure, I don't remember even what he saw first. He was just murdering stuff. He was running through grass, killing shit. He was running to trainers, killing stuff. He didn't care what was going on. He was, like, very hyped up. And because he did it before the S S N, he was kind of like, well, I need to get ready. I can't look like a, I can't look like a fool in the SSA. I need to show these people I mean business. And he was too much about his business. So he actually didn't catch anything. Um, I'm starting to worry because he's been doing this a lot, where he's just like, I don't need to catch anything. My squad's great. He's not in a good position if he has any tragic losses, so I'm hoping that he overtrains to prevent any poor uh, outcomes going forward for him.
1: Does that really sound like Bougis' style, though? Overtraining.
0: Oh, hell no. No, no. <laughs> not at all. It's, it's going to be an exciting journey, for better or worse, with him.
1: I don't know. The other interesting thing here that Dino ran into were these gamblers— Which were all monotype trainers, which was, like, fun and cool and different. Like, oh, you're not a gym leader, but you're still, like, committing yourself to one type. Like, I respect that.
0: It was kind of cool. I feel like they might have been a bad influence on the kids because they are, like, clearly degenerate gamblers. Um, Fair. It also seemed like they might have had, like, at least the ones that just was seeing were were maybe mafia adjacent.
1: Mafia, of course, being separate from... Team Rocket. Team,
0: yes. Well, the difference is the mafia is is effective at what they do. Team Rocket kind of flounders around more so, for whatever reason. Despite the fact they kind of look like the gamblers, kind of look like jugglers. They kind of look funny. I don't know what their attire is.
1: They're like throwing dice.
0: Maybe. Okay. Is that what it is? Because they they.
1: Yeah. Maybe they're just playing Dungeons and Dragons, and Dino and Buu just aren't like cutting them enough slack.
0: Maybe I would like to think that, but all the ones that Buja saw had these really weird thick. Like Brooklyn Italian accents, and they're like, "Hey Tony, I'm gonna throw some dice. Go, get I'm gonna fight you <laughs> with my Pokemon." And like that was kind of what they were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they are like mafia adjacent, not the stereotype, but uh, they're definitely mafia adjacent.
1: Well, you're Italian, so it's okay.
0: Yeah, I'm cool to say. It. They they kept calling Boogers Tony though. That was the part that weirded me like, hey Tony, why are you using the you're using the fire lizard? What are you doing over there? And then like that was most of what was going on. I found it very entertaining, but um,
1: well. Past all these gamblers is where we run into this little rest stop thing, I guess. Yeah. Um, And Dino actually found one of Oak's aides here, which, like, again, let's, like, pull it all the way back to episode one. Like, why are you sending these children on this journey to fill in the Pokedex when, like, clearly you have aides just, like, I don't know, doing some sort of field work, I'm going to assume.
0: Like, and spoiler alert, these aides get paid more than we do. I don't know what they do, and I'm not bitter, but fuck them. I don't understand. I was there. This eighth sitting in the air conditioning in a chair under a little fake tree in this little rest area, just chilling, just hanging out, and then Boo just walks in. He's like, oh, I just so happened to see you here. Well, since you found me, let me give you this thing that's helpful. Ha, 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 and then went back to chilling. He was sipping on, like, a frozen drink. Why do they get paid so much?
1: Dino didn't even get the item. It's the item finder here, and he had to log 30 Pokemon, and Dino was like, I don't have time for that, and just left. He was not into it at all. I think he, much like myself, is not a fan of field work, and he was, like, not into this guy at all.
0: So not gonna lie, I got really angry and stormed out. Did he not even give Bujus the item? Because then he's even more useless? Because this is even more unacceptable, because I thought he was there to help these kids out. There was a requirement...
1: This guy to Dino, like, Dino, of course, also, like, recognized him from Oak's lab when they first got their Pokemon and was like, oh, hey, like, what's up? How's Oak doing? Did you ever find that Caterpie? And Oak's aide was like, well, have you logged 30 Pokemon in your Pokedex yet? And Dino was like, I'm a small child, like, trying to defeat the Pokemon League. The Pokedex is not my top priority. And the aide was like, sorry, you don't have 30 Pokemon. You don't get the item finder sorry Oh hell
0: no we deserve a raise this is unacceptable we have we are doing more to help these kids in the AIDS are i am i'm gonna move on before i say some things i shouldn't say because <laughs> professor may or may not listen to this so let's move on and after we get past the red stop we got to see snorlax we just got to see a snorlax i think he's more scared than excited but i was very excited
1: yeah, how long have you been waiting for this? Every episode of our journey so far?
0: My whole life. It was wonderful. <laughs> he was so big, looked so cuddly. Oh my gosh, Snorlax.
1: Oh, and he was like propped up on his side a little bit.
0: I just wanted to use him as a pillow. It was adorable. And bouges I don't know if he appreciates it as much as he should yet. Because he was kind of just like, oh, it's sleeping. Oh, I can't really do nothing with it. It won't be sleeping for long. And I'm very excited to see once we can wake it up, how his reaction changes.
1: Dino, similarly to Bouges, was like not as impressed as he should have been. Literally takes one step out of this rest stop, sees this Snorlax blocking the road. He's like, I don't get paid enough to deal with this and just turned around and left and was like, let's figure out some other way. At this point, he actually doubled back to get the bike from the Pokemon fan club guy. So I think he stopped and asked for directions along the way. But yeah, he was like not trying to fuck with that Snorlax.
0: Unappreciative. It's cool. It's cool. They will learn Eventually, to appreciate how awesome Snorlax is. It's okay. I'm not going to judge. But from there, we did get to move on. And now there's a, a very aptly named place that we next explored, Diglett's Cave. Yeah. Now, maybe I'm just old. Diglett's Cave was awful to go through. Maybe I just have bad ankles. But walking through this place, all it is is holes and Diglett's popping out the ground. And it is literally, oh, you want to sprain your ankle? Oh, you want to break your leg? Well, then like, come on through. It was terrifying. I was tiptoeing. I was, like, trying to back against walls. It was awful. just was having a great time. He was like, oh, whack-a-mole, whack-a-mole. Because apparently this is, again, his favorite game. So he's just running through, bopping little diglets on the head. I was not having a good time.
1: Oh, yeah, same. I have, like hilariously weak little baby ankles that i will twist if i step on an acorn the wrong way and that's a true story listeners i have done that so (laughs) dino actually popped out his sand slash and had him go ahead of me with his big claw things and was kind of trying to like rake the ground flat you know uh groom it or whatever so that i wouldn't trip and fall and hurt myself so i had the same issue as you derek we're just old
0: oh it was rough yeah i was just not i'm still in pain i'm still walking funny that is terrible look they need to get an alternate path for people maybe put like a paved road in the middle do some shit because yeah there's too many holes in the ground i couldn't imagine trying to like i was tiptoeing i couldn't imagine trying to walk or if you're in like a rush walking fast you're gonna have some something's gonna get broken it is just irresponsible to have that as a main path unacceptable but the yeah. kids had fun so yeah good for them that explains everything, though. It was just Diglets and Dugtrios.
1: In a cave. Everywhere.
0: Yeah. In a cave.
1: Mm-hmm. Not
0: very... It was a very very accurate name, but not much to see.
1: Dito caught a Diglet.
0: Same, yeah. There there was actually... And let me actually receive check my notes, because I want to see what he named it. I don't really... He didn't seem very excited about the Diglet. He already had his Charmander that he taught Dig, and he was like, well, this is unnecessary. I have a lizard that can dig. Why do I need a little mound?
1: Yeah, Dino is so enamored with Sandslash, he was like, I gotta catch this as a matter of course, but I'm not gonna really bother with it at all, and he named his Orodromine? Orodromine? I don't know, maybe that's like a prehistoric mole or something, but along with the others that he's caught recently, it just went straight to the box.
0: So yeah, boo just actually did catch a Diglett as well, and I was just checking my notes. He's also a big fan of the Dan Levitar show with Stu Gatz, one of the best radio shows in the Pokeverse, and Greg Cody on that show adds I-N-It to everything, so if he's like reading a book, he's like, reading it, whatever. So he saw this thing, and he's like, ha, it's Prairie Dogging, so he's like, Prairie Dogging it? You couldn't fit that in the Pokedex, so he named his Diglett P-Dogging it, which is a weird name to say, because Go P-Dogging it is just a mouthful, which...
1: P-doggin which maybe
0: why it's just sitting in the box <laughs> but i kind of hope at one point he wants to bring out the diglet because p-dogging it attack or p-dogging it dig is just a phrase i want to hear boo just yell a few times
1: i feel like that's like the start of a verse right there p-dogging it dig
0: <laughs> 100 yeah it sounds like that is definitely part of the song informer where none of the words are understood you don't know informer
1: Derek? no I don't know anything.
0: da 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 a licky boom boom down. You don't know that oh, song. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: P- okay, okay. Okay. dog in a dig is definitely one of the the mumbles <laughs> that he has in that song. All right. So yeah. So moving on from that, we, we will jump through. We made it out of Diglet Cave, but now we have cut. We got cut from the potentially creepy captain that allows us to finally get through these trees that I always felt like we could have just walked past and squeezed through these kids are little whatever now we can cut these trees down
1: so right when it spits you out at the end of Diglett Cave you're back on Route 2 which I will remind folks is the route on either side of Viridian Forest um and so if you head south you find conveniently yet another rest stop with yet another aid of Professor Oaks but this time he only asked to see 10 pokemon in the pokédex And then he gave you Flash. So clearly you can see, like, which of these gifts is going to be more useful to you. Like, Flash, only 10 Pokemon, or the item finder for which you need 30.
0: So one thing I found very funny is Boo just decided... Again, this is a little kid, so I don't know why he's such a dirty mind. He decided to teach Magic Mike Flash. Oh, no. Which I thought was wonderful. So now he can run around with his uh, Kadabra, say, hey, Magic Mike. Flash, oh, no. magic Mike, flash him, Ha-ha-ha. so yeah, that's a thing.
1: <laughs> like, which would be worse to be like flashed on the street or have like flash from a Pokemon and a bright light shown in your eyes? Like,
0: so one of my favorite things is he's taught Kadabra. When Kadabra uses the attack Flash, he does like the motion of lifting up his shirt. Oh so Kadabra God. like puts his little hands here and goes wah, and then all of a sudden just I realize this is an audio medium, theater <laughs> of the mind, but. Just then flash happens. It is kind of adorable that a cadaver is doing that.
1: So the light just kind of comes from his, like, chest cavity?
0: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it is kind of wonderful. I appreciate the level of bond that the, the trainer and Pokemon have here to pull that off.
1: Well, since Dino was already heading south to Viridian City when he found this rest stop, he just continued on his way. Um, and here behind a tree, he found some dude sleeping... There was, like, a weird exchange, drowsy, like, somehow popped out of its ball, like, no one really knows how, like, very unsettling. Um, and this guy who was napping was like, here, just take this, take this TM for Dream Eater and just get out of here. Dino's like, all right. What? So, yeah. yeah.
0: That is awesome. Dream Eater is one of my favorite Pokemon attacks because it has, like, a very creepy vibe about it. But we just didn't find that. I guess he's not very good at exploring. But that is amazing. I'm very happy for Dino in that
1: yeah i mean maybe it's a factor of having the drowsy because he already knew hypnosis and then if you check the pokedex entry it says just like right there in the text that it eats bad dreams so
0: damn that's some flavorful shit right there i'm a big fan that is that is kind of awesome yeah it was <laughs> not as much progress a boot just kind of just had cut was just running around cutting down trees which not super productive and didn't really have a rhyme or reason. It was just kind of running around trying to find new places. Because, oh, I've been here. Fuck this. Cut down a tree. Run the other place. So it wasn't quite as directed and, and as useful, it sounds like, as, as Dino's adventure was.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe, hopefully, Boo just did the second thing that Dino did. Which, um, if we recall, Peter Museum of Science, there's a lab that we all heard about. Uh, but didn't actually get to go see. And Dino had clocked this uh, small tree there and he went back and cut it down and got the old amber which like this guy in the lab was like ranting about and his like other lab mates were like oh don't listen to that guy like you know he's obsessed with this like piece of amber but he was like no it's definitely got Pokemon DNA in it like take it and try to revive it for me and Dino was like I mean I will accept any and all dinosaur related items but like also please stay six feet away from me
0: so yeah i'm gonna need to take some notes here and and just slip a little sheet of paper to bujus bujus did not do that and that sounds extremely useful so i i don't want to interfere too much on bujus's journey but for things like this i'm gonna just maybe write a note on a piece of paper throw it at his head when he's not looking and he'll be like, oh what's this and then he's just gonna go back so
1: that feels right
0: note to self help bujus get the old amber because that sounds very very useful and now for a quick word from our sponsors Are you looking for the most exciting way to celebrate your next get-together? Do you have no regard for the well-being of your Pokemon? Well, have we got some shit for you. Voltorb and Electrode self-destructing fireworks. Take on a little Poke buddy, befriend them, become their best friend, and tell that little motherfucker to explode for the enjoyment of you and your friends. Nothing's better than our fireworks, fuck yeah.
1: Now back to our show.
0: Sounds like Dino was much more well-planned. Where did he go next? Because if I took you step-by-step step where Bujus went, we'd be here for an hour and a half and nothing would get accomplished.
1: <laughs> well, maybe uh, to Bujus's chagrin or uh, fear, Dino actually cut back through Mount Moon a second time because he is a big fan of Clefairies, as of course we all are. They're the greatest, cutest, most powerful beings on this planet, Uh, So he was hoping to get another sighting of the Clefairies as he passed through um, and ended up back in Cerulean City.
0: Nice. Okay, so then you ended up back. Honestly, I got lost. So (laughs) I'm I'm really bad at this job. I kind of just let Boo just do his thing. I knew eventually where he was going to end up. So I kind of just like scooted, started going ahead. I had some drinks at a Pokemon Center. I don't know. He got lost for a while. I kind of lost track of him for a day or so. And then eventually, I kind of just was chilling by rock tunnel because I knew we'd end up there. So I may have been bad and not not doing what I was supposed to do for a little bit there. I was just frustrated, man. He kept wandering, cutting trees, not doing anything productive, and yeah, I kind of lost my patience with him.
1: Oh well. Do you know this was the last sort of cuttable, unpassable tree that he remembered from his prior journeys was uh, east of Cerulean City. So he cut that bad boy down and started battling yet another sea of trainers. I apparently just forgot how many Pokemon trainers there are in Kanto, because at this point I was just like, oh, we're we're doing this again. Oh, oh, okay. And, like, poor Dino, once you get past that first trainer, like, you can't double back to Cerulean City to heal until you've beaten, like, half of them, because you have to, like, loop all the way around to get back to a ledge you can jump down from. So, I mean, his team was not in a bad spot. Like, he would have been fine. But I don't think he was prepared to, like, turn around and be like, oh, I'm on the other side of a ledge. Like, I have to keep going.
0: And that's – you know what? Again, this is a blur, and I might have been a little drunk. That is the area – is that Route 6? Route 9. Route 9. Okay. Again, had way too much to drink. Um, Let me go ahead and check these notes. Uh, Most of this is scribbling, saying, why did I – let me actually read this. Why did I drink so much – my head hurts. Oh my gosh, I'm going to get fired. Oh my gosh, I lost this child. I hope he's alive.
1: What happened to getting philosophical when you drink?
0: I passed that point. It got a little <laughs> past there. <laughs> Stuff went downhill. It was not great. He did well. What I did was, so there's this whole trainer path. Full, Please, Professor Oak, don't listen to this. Um, <sighs> I kind of got to the end of the path. I was feeling kind of nauseous, and I was puking in a bush during these battles. I, it's similar to the SSN. Shit was going down. People were screaming. Pokemon were getting their ass kicked. And I just was kind of, woo, go boo, just, and then leaning over in a bush. Um, but he did well. None of his Pokemon died.
1: Man, this was where, if we want to have a little bit of a reckoning moment with uh, Dino here, this yeah. was where he started to question the wisdom of uh, Tarot 2 because we're now in like the mid 20 levels and he Pidgeotto still has not learned a flying type move and Dino's like why am I lugging you around in spot 5 when like all you know is quick attack and he like is considering bringing out that banished spiro so
0: yeah it's it's kind of insane uh, and i noticed that earlier uh when we were especially on the SSN where yeah pidgey just quick attacks and it's like look nugget i get it like maybe because he names you nugget and you think you're gonna get cooked any second quick attack is your main focus because you need to dodge and make sure you don't get your ass cooked but bro you're a bird use something flying type like you are literally just a bird and literally it's ex- just a bird literally just a bird and i don't understand how you can't understand do peck you have a beak bro. just start pecking shit i am very frustrated with this and it makes no sense that we have to wait this long. This thing's going to be a damn Pidgeot before we see any sort of flying ability or flying-type attacks from it. I'm very confused.
1: Dinos might never be a Pidgeot if he swaps it out for this Spearow. I think he's, like, holding faith for a little bit longer, but, like, that first question of doubt has started to creep in.
0: And I honestly can't blame him. I I would not blame Bugis at all if he made the switch. Bugis seems uh, really attached to Nugget. They've, They've formed a bond despite the fact that I'm still concerned you might cook him. Uh, they, they, they seem like they formed a bond to delay said cooking. So that's that part's nice. But yeah, so past Route 9, I did start sobering up, which is good news.
1: All I got left to say for Dino is he caught a Sand True on Route 9. Named that one hey. Iguanodon. Sort of a second backup, just in case he's really attached to this sand Slash, And he caught a Voltorb, level 16 Voltorb, on Route 10. So, hey. named that Sauropod, taught it Flash like Pidgeotto, Tarot 2 like, you've got some competition, dog
0: yeah, I, so Bugis did catch a Voltorb but again, his lack of Pokemon knowledge is is really biting him in the ass most of this journey, so Bugis is a big fan of the Conjuring movies and has been watching a lot of those, so <laughs> when he was out fighting Pokemon and he saw the Voltorb, he thought it was a Pokeball like, a lot of people... Do. That's fair. Get big Pokeball, so he walks up, and then when that thing's eyes opened and electricity started coming out, he just started screaming and going, Demon! Demon! And just crying because he thought it was a possessed Pokeball. He thought it was, Wait. you know, Valak or one of the demons from The Conjuring coming for him.
1: Do you want to hear the actual lore behind Voltorb? Is it actually a demon? Which is not entirely wrong. Yeah, they're, in Japanese folklore... When a toy turns 100 years old, it comes to life. And Voltorb's number 100 in the Pokedex.
0: Oh, so Boo just had a right to be scared. Because what? basically what Boo just did was he had his Char or Charmeleon use Dig to basically get underground because he didn't want the demon to possess his Charmeleon. Came out the ground, knocked the crap out of that thing, and it hung on for dear life. And he threw a Pokeball, and he figured the Pokeball could contain the, the possessed demon spirit, when the Pokedex asked him what to name it, Boogey just went, mm demon! So it's named Demon with a bunch of exclamation points, and it's th- sitting in the box. Um, I want him to use it because it seems really strong, but I- again, I don't want to kind of be pushy with him, and he's terrified of the thing.
1: Yeah, I guess uh, Demon with four exclamation points and Dracula can hang out together because that makes a lot of sense, <laughs> Boogey.
0: These poor little Pokemon stuck in this box because just thinks they're all evil monsters. Poor child. Poor child. <laughs> But it's, well, that's good. That, that's good to see that they both got. Uh, you know, Voltorbs are really good. And from a an, an, uh, sort of biased perspective, or I guess I want, I would love to see at least one of them get a Voltorb in the party. That would be really cool to see going forward. Those are just solid Pokemon for them to have. Yeah. Um, but what I'm really looking forward to talking about is Rock Tunnel because we're, we're this is going to get in the next episode because Rock Tunnel is a really cool place. Whereas Diglett Cave is useless and holes in the ground and Diglets, Rock Tunnel is actually a kind of a cool naturey place to go to.
1: Oh yeah definitely looking forward to that
0: very much looking forward to so yeah that's there's so much to come in this next episode we have rock tunnel lavender town i think is my favorite town slash city in the pokeverse super creepy celadon city there's some really big important i think formative cities for these kids to see so i'm very very excited for that uh, but this has been pokemon radio with your host Derek and sassy on professor oaks nuzlocke talk sassy hit him with the social medias
1: if you're on social media on Twitter or instagram you can follow us at Pokemon radio pod where you can check in with our trainers throughout the week and of course we'll bring you the weekly updates of their journeys next episode
0: this show is made possible by support for your goldrod public radio subscription from listeners like you always remember gotta catch them
1: only the first Pokemon you encounter
0: pokemon <laughs>
1: I'm mostly just concerned about Professor O. Like, is he still just floating somewhere?
0: Did the Jonas Brothers get stuck there too? Is he like just chilling? Is this like a VIP trip with the Joe Bros and Jigglypuff?